Hey, 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 welcome to my chaotic closet. I'm your host, Michelle. Today we're gonna talk about Poshmark, reselling, the pros and cons of both. So let's just get into it. Guys, I am watching the new season of 90 Day Fiance The Other Way, first episode. So good. If you are also watching this, then you're going to realize I pre-recorded this like a week in advance, but that's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Just need to get on top of things and I have a minute to do it. So we are going to record and I have a great topic for you guys today. We are going to talk about is full-time reselling the job for me? Should I try it? And just kind of get into that because I get asked about it all the time. So yeah, let's just go ahead and get into it. So maybe you have a friend that does resell and, you know, you know, that's what she does. And you're like, oh, that's cute, whatever. And then you kind of maybe you get curious about it because you're tired of your job. Like you're tired of your boss. You're tired of getting called into extra shifts, covering other people's shifts. So you ask them for a little bit more info on it. Maybe how much they make per month. Maybe they show you and maybe you're shocked. Maybe you're like, hold on, you make three times as much as I do. Like, that can't be right. You just go to the thrift store and pick up these clothes and you're making that much money. Like how much are you spending? And then they show you how much they spent. And since they only shop at the bins, it's not very much. And you're like, wait, I can do that. Like, why am I not doing that? Let's get into that. Okay. Because yeah, like that is eh, kind of the truth, kind of not. And we're going to talk about both sides of that. So what I mean by it being the truth and not the truth is it really just varies per person. There is no set amount you're going to make as a reseller. You set how much you're going to make by how much you're willing to source and how much you're willing to list and how much research you're willing to put into both to make sure you get items that are going to sell. Because obviously we all want to find items for as cheap as possible, sell them for as much as possible and not hold on to them for very long. Like that's the goal, right? Like Obviously, if you could have an item and flip it the same day, you probably would rather than having it sit in your inventory for a year or two. Like that's not ideal to anybody. Like nobody wants to become a storage unit. That's not what you're here for. And honestly, here's a story time for you guys. I had an item that had been sitting in my inventory, which happens to have a window, just one window that just so happened to, I guess, have shined enough sun in that area that it completely bleached it out. I could, the item was then damaged, couldn't use it. Now, had I sold that within like a few weeks of purchasing it, that wouldn't have happened. But since it had been sitting there for probably about five to six months, it did happen. Like, and obviously now I'm making sure my inventory is not even near that window, but yeah, like that stuff's going to happen. And this stuff does happen when you have the stuff in inventory, shoes can get squished depending on how you have them stored. Items can get damaged, so it's ideal to have the items come in and back out as quickly as possible. And that's easier said than done. I have been reselling for years, not full-time, but part-time, and I'm just now getting to the point where I have a really quick turnaround on most of my items. I have kind of figured out, I guess, the algorithm. I I don't even really like to say that, but I have a system for myself. And I've kind of gotten to the point where I've realized how to price things, what kind of sales to run, what kind of deals to give people, and how to get them moving. And honestly, the biggest thing I've learned is like what to pick up. Like what can I pick up for cheap that I can sell for a good amount and turn a good profit on it? Because if you're picking up stuff at the bins and you're selling it for a $5 profit, it's going to take a while. Like it's not that that's a bad thing. It's just going to take a while to make $100. Like you need to sell 20 items to make $100. 
Actually, no, that's a lie because if you're selling them, or did I say $5 profit? Okay, I think I did. So yes. So that means you're listing them at eight and then getting $5 back. Not, not great, not great. And it's okay if that's how you start out, but you want to get to the point where you're get, at least getting a $15 profit. Like I always stress that like $15 profit is ideal. And that doesn't mean that I always get a $15 profit. I have a lot of items that I'm having to clear out that I'm definitely not getting a $15 profit on. But to me, I'd rather get that money on some of the items than make absolutely nothing back. So there are some that I'm just donating but yeah, that's just all part of the learning process of reselling. And that's another part of it. Do you have that time to waste? Because, well, when I say waste, I mean like learning time. You're, I don't care who it is. Like nobody is going to go into the reselling business and just like freaking kill it. Like you're not going to go in and get all this amazing stuff and just like turn it all for a profit really quickly. Like that's not possible. You have to learn a whole bunch of crap. Like there's so many, so much learning. And that's why I always stress to start at the bins, like start with your own personal stuff that you don't care about and then go to the bins because even paying five, $6 per item really adds up. And if they're not selling, that's a lot of money out of your pocket that you may never get back. Now, when it comes to reselling, people are like, oh, that sounds great. Like you can make your own hours. You can do all this and that. Like you probably don't work very much per day. That's the part where people get really confused <laughs> And I can see why you would think that. Like, it seems like it wouldn't take that long to do all that stuff. And I talked about this a little bit last week that it's just like, there are so many steps to get one item listed. Like you need to, unless you're getting new with tags inventory, which is like freaking ideal. If you can do that, I honestly think that is the ideal setup. Like buying pallets, if you can get a great deal on them and find a good supplier that's giving you pallets where you're able to sell like at least 90% of the pallet like that is ideal for sure new with tags is my favorite like I love it especially if it's like a material that doesn't even have to be steamed and you're like yes like no flaws on it no smells awesome ready to go all you need to do is find yourself a stock photo take a few photos of it and like you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, <laughs> like throwing that listing up. That's ideal. But for most of us, I don't think that's reality. I think most of us are selling pre-owned inventory, which is great because we're helping out the environment. We're giving items new life. We are getting people great deals. We are able to get people these items for way less than retail. And we're paying like insanely less than retail. So it's all around great, but it is a lot of work. It's also a job that you don't get very many breaks from. Like you can take a day off, but if you take a couple days off, if you are a full-time reseller with a stocked inventory, like you're going to be backed up in orders. Like if, if things are going the way they should be going and you're selling items the way you should be selling them, taking two days off is going to be a nightmare to come back from. Like I can take almost a full day off and, you know, recover from that pretty easily. But if I take more than that off, like I'm going to be so behind. I'm behind on listing. I'm behind on pulling orders, shipping orders, everything. So it's just, you keep that in mind. If you're thinking you want to do that, you don't get a lot of days off. Like there, I'm sure there are people that are so great with their time management that they get to a point where they're able to take a few days off. And I think that's awesome. That's ideal. That's where I'm trying to get. But at the beginning, I think it's going to be really hard to make a full-time income and be taking multiple days off. Another big thing to consider is 
are you going to be able to get inventory? Where do you live? Do you live in like some little tiny town that doesn't even have a thrift store? Or do you live in Hawaii, which I don't think has a thrift store? Like, where do you live? And it's not that these places are going to make it impossible to resell, but they might make it a lot harder. Maybe you are located in Houston, Texas, and you literally have five bins and you didn't even realize you had these five bins slash Goodwill outlets near you with all this crazy inventory you could have. And, you know, then your eyes were opened and you're like, holy crap, I live in the perfect freaking city for reselling. Why am I not doing this? That's awesome. Like, that's where I wish I lived. <laughs> but, you know, there are plenty of cities that are still great for reselling, that still have a great amount of thrift stores. I live in a great city. I live in Sacramento. Plenty of thrift stores for sure. Not, I don't, it's not like I find amazing stuff every single time, but with, Within a week's time, I can get a pretty good little stockpile. I don't find a lot of designer brands or luxury brands, but I find a lot of the good middle-of-the-road band, bands brands. So that's awesome. And if you do live in a smaller city, it's not like that. that's the end-all, be-all. You can't not be a reseller just because you don't have all these thrift stores around you. You can source online, but... You need to make sure that you're able to figure out how to source online, whether you're going to be doing wholesale or sourcing on eBay or sourcing on Mercari or Poshmark. Like, are you going to be able to turn enough of a profit to make this work out where you can make a full-time living? Like, these things need to be figured out because it's really not, it's really not as easy as you think. You can't just, like, go on and be like, okay, I'm going to flip Louis Vuitton purses. Like, I'm just going to go to eBay and get, a, you know, an authentic Louis Vuitton purse for $20 and then I'll flip it for $1,200. Like, that's not going to happen. So if you are flipping these bigger items, then you're going to have to have them authenticated. And that's a whole nother process. That's more money. That's more time, more inconvenience. So there's just so many things you have to take into consideration before you decide to become a full-time reseller. Another big thing to consider is... Do you have the storage space to hold inventory? And if you don't personally in your house have the storage space, do you know somebody else who's willing to lend you part of their garage or a room or somewhere you can store stuff? If you're not able to get creative enough in your own apartment or house to house all this inventory. And then, of course, the other option is to get a storage unit. And if that works out for you and that makes sense for you and maybe it's really close by you and it's actually not very inconvenient at all because you happen to live next door to a storage unit and they happen to rent out storage units for $19.99 a month and you're like that's a no-brainer to me awesome then you can do that but like if you live in a little tiny town in a little tiny house and you have nowhere to store inventory this is probably not the job for you unless you're going to be like a what do they call them drop shipper where you just find stuff online and then you know, sell it, but somebody else is shipping it for you. You could look into that, but that's not really resell. I mean, I guess it kind of is. You get the gist. I personally think it's ideal to try part-time reselling before you go full-time. So if you have another means of income, doing this as like a side hustle, part-time job situation to see if you really enjoy it, to see if you're going to be able to sustain it because you don't want to get stuck with a bunch of inventory and then decide, this is not for me. I don't know how many people I've heard of. I've been inside, literally Plato's Closet, where people were like, I used to be a Poshmark seller and I'm looking to get rid of all my inventory. And I've so many times been tempted to like go meet them outside. Like I want your inventory, but I'm like, no, 
I have plenty of inventory. Like, who knows what they pulled or if it's anything I'd even want. Like, maybe there's a reason their stuff wasn't selling. But chances are they just, like, got tired of it. And it's super easy to burn out doing this. Like, so easy. Oh, my gosh. The burnout is insane, especially when it comes to listing. Like, for instance, I have so much inventory that I need to get listed and it gets so monotonous to the point where I want to just go out and source because then I feel like I'm still working, but I don't have to list. And then I end up with way too much inventory <laughs> and it's a huge problem because I seem to think that I get the best deals ever on inventory, which isn't even true most of the time, <laughs> unless I'm at the bins and I just think I can just keep buying it. And yeah, so like, that's something else to consider too. Like, are you, do you have an addictive personality? Can you control yourself when it comes to sourcing? I barely can. Um, it's just a lot to consider, honestly. Another huge benefit of reselling is I don't have to have my kids in daycare. I am able to make my work work around their schedules. My daughter has autism and she's an ABA therapy. So after she goes to school, she goes to therapy. And a lot of times I will source in that little like two hour window when she's in therapy. We will use that to source me and my son. Now, of course, I'm in a place where <laughs> I'm not needing to source, which makes it a little more difficult because... I kind of have this two-hour window where I don't really have anything to do. So we've been doing like a lot of visits to Chuck E. Cheese. We've gone out to restaurants because I can't source. I can source, but I don't want to end up with more inventory when I'm trying to get inventory out the door. But yeah, like really figure out if it's going to work around your schedule and with your kids. And, you know, honestly, you save that money from daycare costs. So it's like even more income. Like you don't have to pay that. $800 a month to have your kid in daycare because they're with you, which in and of itself has its negatives and its positives because when you have your kid around you 24 seven, especially if it's only one kid, cause like my daughter's in school. So it's just me and my son and he gets so like just wanting my attention all the time. He can get really annoying about it. So, you know, that's that's something to keep in mind too. And hopefully you can figure out a way to have boundaries with your kids and get them to do something by themselves so it's not like they're in your face 24-7. Another awesome benefit with Poshmark is you get to get all of your shipping supplies for free. People are blown away when I tell them about this. They're like, huh? Like, wait, USPS gives out free shipping supplies? And I'm like, yeah. And, like, I, I'm telling you, 97% of people have no idea about this. It's probably higher than that. Uh, and it's true. You go to USPS.com. You, like, look for free supplies. I think you go to shopping or shop, and then it's, like, free shipping supplies. And you can literally get everything for free. The only things that I purchase... I do purchase some poly mailers just because there are certain orders where it just makes more sense to put it in like a larger poly mailer than it does a padded flat rate envelope or a box. But I do try to use the boxes as much as I possibly can since they are cardboard recyclable and better for the environment. So anyway, I purchase poly mailers. I purchase my own tape, even though I do sometimes use the priority mail tape. I kind of go 50-50 with it since I also sell on Mercari every once in a while. And I can't use the USPS tape for Mercari. Because Poshmark has a deal worked out with the United States Post Office where we are allowed to use all of their supplies and can ship with them no matter the weight, as long as it's not over five pounds. Um, I also purchase packing paper because it is environmentally friendly since it's paper 
and I like to use that for the most part. I do, I have some poly bags and I do put some stuff in poly bags, but I try to not whenever I can just because they're not environmentally friendly and it actually is pretty time consuming. So, and they're pretty costly as well. So yeah, I like to be as environmentally friendly as possible by using cardboard boxes and packing paper and just minimal tape as I can, but I'm not going to have a package open up. Like I make sure my packages are secure. So can't really do much about tape unless there is environmentally friendly tape out there that I don't know about, which there probably is. Maybe I'll look into that. And another thing to consider would be your post office. Where is the location of your post office? How busy is it? Are they going to give you shit about shipping all of your Poshmark orders? Because my post office is like so cool about it. Like they never say anything to me, honestly, at all, which is freaking awesome. Like I just leave it on the counter and they're like, cool. And there's plenty of people around me that are also resellers. I know of a few people that do Poshmark and then eBay's huge where they're dropping off massive amounts of orders too. So I'm just like one in the crowd. I'm not like the only person who's dropping off a massive amount of orders every single day. And that's really nice. But I know for other resellers, that's not the case. They get tons of crap from their post office. They get people saying, oh, you can't use the flat rate, uh, the post office workers, you can't use flat rate envelopes or boxes, which we are allowed to use. But some post office workers just like to give people crap. And it's BS, but yeah, to me, that would be something to consider. Like, how cool is my post office? <laughs> and ideally, you're going to want to have some space put aside for storing shipping supplies. Because if you have to get these every single week from your post office, that's going to be extremely time consuming and just not really convenient. I try to stay somewhat stocked on boxes, the envelopes, the tape kind of off and on. It just depends because I do have backup tape. But yeah, you want to stay stocked in the packing paper. like, And all of this stuff takes up a good amount of space. Now, I'm not getting an insane amount. I'll usually get like 250 packs, I think, per, of boxes, like of the large mailing boxes, the large flat rate boxes, medium flat rate boxes, um, I do both sizes of the medium flat rate box. So the smaller kind of square one and then the big rectangular one, both are great and I use them all the time. But my favorite box is the large mailing box because I can fit so much in those. And I'm out right now, I need to order some more. Yeah, those are my favorite along with the flat rate padded envelopes because those are so easy and I'm able to just stick them in the drive-by box as long as they're thin enough. Those are ideal. I think another good thing to consider is how organized of a person am I? And that doesn't mean you can't do resale because I'm the most unorganized person in the world, but it does make reselling difficult. And I'm trying so hard to get more organized and make everything more streamlined, but it's a process. <laughs> if you are an extremely well-organized person, this is probably going to be a great job for you and you're probably going to do great. Like if you have great time management skills and you're extremely organized, you're probably going to make millions, <laughs> like no joke reselling. If you can get it together and get, you know, a nice little system going, you'll do great. Also, how self-motivated are you? Are you motivated to, you know, list this stuff by yourself with nobody telling you, hey, you need to list some items because no one's going to tell you that. Like, how self-motivated are you and how motivated are you by money? Or how much do you need money that you will make yourself self-motivated so you can get these items listed, sent out, and sold? Another thing to consider is, are you a smoker? 
if you are a smoker and you smoke indoors or a lot of items in your house that are smelling like cigarette smoke, probably not going to want to resell because you are going to get so many complaints. And this is not me being judgmental at all. It's just the fact of the matter. You're going to get so many complaints from people if you are a smoker and you're not disclosing that. And if you are disclosing that, people aren't going to buy from you. So it's just a lose-lose situation either way. So if you're a smoker and you can figure out something where you're smoking only outdoors and you're able to keep yourself very clean and not smelling like smoke and go about your business and make your items essentially smoke-free, I think you might be okay. But any sort of cigarette smoke around your inventory, not good at all. And that's going to really tank your business. So that's something to consider. Same with animals. If you have pets, it doesn't matter as long as you can keep your inventory separate from your pets. If you have pets running around getting hair all over your items, making them smell like dogs, having dog hair on them, cat hair, not good either. Not good. Your items should be away from all of those extra things. They should be completely separate from that, not getting funky smells. Another thing to consider is your laundry system, situation, whatever. Do you have a good working washer and dryer? Are they convenient? Are you going to be able to launder these clothes? Do you have the supplies you need, like the stain removers, all that stuff you need? Because you do need to keep that on hand. You're going to need tons of different stain removers, special laundry detergent, honestly, whole bunch of stuff. But I'll get into that in another episode because that I could go on about forever. Last but not least, you absolutely must have a smartphone. It doesn't have to be an iPhone. It doesn't have to be like the most current phone, but I would say it needs to be within the last like three or four years because if the camera is any lower quality than that, oof, like it doesn't, it's not a good look if your camera is taking these little photos uh, that are just like super grainy and not, not good, not good at all. You're probably gonna have a lot of cases opened up against you because you're not gonna be able to see flaws on items very clearly in photos. I would just highly recommend getting a smartphone if you don't have one before you start reselling. Also something great to have is a desktop or a laptop computer because then you can use Posture VA and I personally think that once you've gone full-time you need Posture VA because sharing your closet multiple times a day is damn near impossible while doing everything else you have to do as a full-time reseller. So that's another thing I'd recommend. It's also great for doing your taxes so you can put Excel on there Definitely, definitely at the very least a smartphone, but ideally a laptop as well. It's going to help you out so much if you have Posture VA. Like, no joke. Don't, don't try to, like, kill yourself with sharing by yourself. Like, at the beginning, it's totally fine. But when you're, you know, making, I don't know, I don't want to put a dollar amount on it. But once you're starting to make a good amount of money, Definitely do the free trial of Posture VA if you have a laptop or a desktop. The reason you have to have that is because it's a Chrome extension and you need one of those for that to run. And it's a game changer, you guys. It is a game changer. Like it will take your business to the next level. It will take a little bit of stress off of you. It's just absolutely completely necessary, I think. Another reason you really need that smartphone is because you need photo room, like in my opinion. Lots of resellers don't use it. Lots of resellers just use like a neutral color wall and like natural lighting or maybe their own lighting. I think photo room is the way to go. They, you can like brighten your photos. You can put a little shadow on your photos. I think everything looks so much better with photo room. 
Highly recommend it. It's like $10 a month. I think I paid for the year subscription, which may have been like 100 Highly recommend because then you don't have to mess around with like a white background and the big photography lights. It's absolutely necessary. And it's why you also need a smartphone. Like these are the tools that will freaking set you up for success. Another thing to consider is your vehicle situation. Do you have a working vehicle? Can you go out and source items? Can you do post office runs? Can you do supply runs? Whatever it is that you may need. Now, having a vehicle or not having a vehicle doesn't completely matter, but obviously having a vehicle is going to make things easier. But just because you don't have one doesn't mean you can't resell. You can source online. You can schedule pickups with your postman post office on the usps.com website i would recommend testing this out before you like jump full-time into reselling because my mailman won't pick up my orders no matter what <laughs> so i don't use that service i do all my deliveries to the post office myself or my drop-offs so yeah that is something to consider not having a vehicle is going to be something to work around for sure so yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I can think of at the moment when it comes to reselling. I would recommend going onto YouTube and watching a whole bunch of haul videos or what sold videos, like look up like Poshmark, what sold this week. I really like watching Jack Valentine and his boyfriend, Ryan. They do great hauls and they get great stuff and they do what sold Saturdays, I think, every Saturday or almost every Saturday and you can see what of their sold. That helps me out a lot. I also like to watch Mogi Beth on YouTube and she's got like a ton of great information. And then I also watch McThriftsy. She's not quite as active as the other people, but she does great haul videos and then she does like ship with me's and I love watching those because it really gives me an idea of what to pick up. And of course these people live in different parts of the country, so we may not be picking up the exact same thing, but the great thing about selling online is you're selling to the whole country. I don't know why I just find that people in California seem to buy my items the most. I don't know if it's just like California style or what. But I'm still shipping out to the whole country, you know, like I ship to Hawaii a lot. I ship to Georgia a lot, which is funny because I'm from there and Utah. It's actually really funny. I don't know if it's just that like I notice those the most. I wish I could find like a statistic or whatever about how like what states I ship to. But the states that I used to live in or currently live in are the states that I ship to the most. I swear it. I swear it. Like so like almost every day I'm shipping to Utah and California and Georgia. Like it's so weird. <laughs> so yeah, kind of off on a tangent there, but hopefully this was helpful for you. You can't know unless you try. If you want to try reselling, start with your own personal items and then go to the bins. Drop $10 at the bins. <clears throat> You'll probably get 10 to 15 items for $10. And list them. And guess what? If you, if you just so happen to not get good items and they don't sell, you're only out 10 bucks. You know what I mean? And you can turn around and donate them, or you can make sure that you get items that are in your size. So if they don't sell, you can just keep them for yourself. So you could almost really not be out anything. I think it's an ideal job for me, but I could see how it would not be the ideal job for a ton of people. So yeah, just try it out. And 
you know, keep learning, watch those YouTube videos, listen to my podcast, listen to Sisters Who Thrift podcast. I like Thrifter Sisters too. I think those are the only two podcasts I listen to when it comes to reselling. But yeah, like just, you know, get information on it, get into it and try it out. Thanks for listening, guys. I will be back next week with a full episode for you. I don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but I will try to come up with something awesome. Again, if you want to be a guest on this podcast, all you have to do is contact me on Poshmark, contact me on Instagram, or contact me on Facebook, and we will make it happen. And don't forget to follow us at My Chaotic Closet Podcast on Instagram, and also rate and subscribe to this podcast. Thanks, guys.